This is Richard Sachs, and you're on Lost Arts Radio. Nice to be back again. And we have another treat for you tonight. Uh, this is our Sunday guest show. And a friend that I've been wanting to get on for a long time, Dr. Amanda Vollmer, is with us. And we're going to talk about whatever comes up. I don't want to constrain it to a certain topic or anything like that. I want us to relax and just like we're sitting around in the living room talking about whatever we think and um, it's important during what's happening now to keep telling the truth and keep talking as if we're not being censored. And um, we're going to do that. We're on a lot of platforms, video and audio, and those will vary depending on who kicks us off. But stay in touch at lostartsradio.com. You'll get rooted to the right place. Amanda is uh, a naturopathic doctor, but uh, calls herself a holistic professional holistic practitioner i think i got that right from the website um with a lot of prior interest in botanical medicine and energetic healing and reiki and homeopathy and um, she's basically a teacher and a private consultant and has an amazing website yummy.doctor which we'll talk about later Uh, a lot of free educational material that's very valuable i've been absorbing it uh today and prior to but the main thing i think her main qualification in my mind is not the degrees or the specific things of studying. It's the attitude and the consciousness and the questioning everything. And that leads you to finding out whatever you're meant to, to learn from. And that ends up leading you toward wisdom. And when I recognize somebody who's already done that and is in the middle of it, and it's never going to stop, that just makes me feel, really hopeful for humanity even though we're walking around hypnotized right now we don't have to stay that way and um, everything we talk about is kind of an aspect of that whole issue of waking up so sorry for the long introduction but really happy you're here amanda so thank you thank you thank you very much richard for having me and having an open forum for these very important conversations. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that this whole, you know, pandemic has brought that to the forefront because the conversation got louder as a result and it it needed to get louder. Yeah. So if you were going to introduce yourself, uh, what's important to you? Who, if somebody said, Amanda, who are you? Dr. Volmar, who are you? Um, what level do you want to answer that on? Well, um, 
I'm a living being in a meat suit here, <laughs> an, eternal, <laughs> an eternal being like we all are. Exactly. Having experiences and learning and growing and uh, sharing and, and walking my path as clear and as best as I, I'm able to in service to life and God. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm here. That's a perfect answer, of course. And um, the Me Too, what I found out, you know, I spent time in India like you did and studying with various masters and, you know, combination of physical stuff and meditation and spiritual quest and things like that. And I noticed that a lot of them in certain masters' traditions were really denigrating the suit. And I found out later that wait a minute, this is a reflection of a higher frequency that happens to be visible as physical matter, which we know is mostly space and vibration. And it's cap- I found out it's capable of communication and that if you want guidance on, on the things that it knows about, it can talk to you. And it, it's been trying to do that since before we were born. And that can be opened up, right? Because people are in such unique situations and background and long background that they've forgotten all about it may not be a list of things that applies to everybody right you have to kind of wake up to that communication what do you think about that yeah it's a it's an elegant creation and there's many layers to us and i think that uh we've been dulled away from that knowledge um so that we're we're unaware of our power and our abilities. And I think it's high time we, we return to that and remember who we are and how beautiful and elegant, you know, our, our creation is and and what this, this world is um, can do for, for whatever the the main purpose is for all of existence. I mean, I get existential all the time, right? Um, but when you listen to the body, it speaks and it will tell, always tell you what's going on. And the, the more aware, self-aware you become, then the louder that voice inside gets and you're able to tune in and solve the issues that, um, that are presented. That's also contagious, right? Like Absolutely. a po- potential positive pandemic. Because <laughs> I was looking at, you know, how do we, fix the situation and they have so many shows on the air now that are talking about how bad things are and the accurate ones are right but that's not an end in itself just to say this is horrible and this is horrible and this is horrible and you know like we're all doomed and everything's over um the intent is that we're all doomed of course it's a really coordinated global attack on all humanity and life it seems to me um, I think it's a suicide mission by the people at the top of it that they don't intend for any of them to survive it physically either. And what I came to is that they this is a ceremonial sacrifice, and that's why they don't do it suddenly. It has to follow protocols. And if they don't do that and give the announcements and the stuff they have to, they think they don't get the reward, and that buys us some time. I mean, yeah, they're very... Yeah, they're very religious yeah. uh, and ritualistic. And if you you understand that, then uh, you also know the set of rules uh, follows um, spiritual laws like free will, for example. 
Right. And that's why they're, they coerce instead of just full-on force. They have to get you to consent or to contract with them in order to um, sidestep a lot of the, the blowback they would receive. Yeah. Uh, so they're getting really out in the open now. I mean, not completely, but things come up in court, you know, to get people exposed and all this kind of thing, and they don't care. I mean, not that they ever cared, but they, they're not careful of that very much. They, their strategy is real simple, just charge through anyway. And I, I think they're assuming that we're too far gone to get back the memory of who we are. Not in theory, but in experience. So it opens up the abilities that we've got. Yeah, it's a it's a death cult, you know, um, definitely. And we've seen, I mean, if you're aware, you see how obvious it is. And I think that's also why they're so blatant, because they know that you have to have eyes to see. And mm-hmm. they'll make all the mistakes and they'll expose what they're doing because they have to give some sort of consent. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, so they're they're they can be sloppy with the ones that are or dormant or or sort of like the sleepwalkers because right. they won't really see it. But we can see it, and it's so obvious. That's why there's such a divide. Where like you can't, you can't see how obvious yeah. they're being. And how the would you describe that, the two visions of what's going on right now? What we're in the middle of. The hypnotized well, vision versus the awake vision. Well, the, the hypnotized aspect would be, you know, um, they're linked to the, the, the television or the media as their source of reality, right? Right, right. So this, the stories that are being spun for them, they're, they're in it like a soap opera. That's uh-huh. their belief system is, is told to them, and they're not able to think clearly for themselves they have to be uh, th- their thoughts have to be injected by the storyline um, right. so they're not really independent they're kind of hive mind thinkers mm-hmm. whereas those who are you know doing the the work on themselves and always working towards conscious awareness um, have our own thoughts and our own feelings about things and we trust that we trust our connection our divine connection we follow that above all else. So that's a real big difference, you know, where you listen to your body, you listen to the wisdom of your of, of your of the truth that comes through you rather than all of the illusions in the Maya around us. And those who have awakened to that knowledge know those tricks pretty well. Yeah. And uh and don't don't adhere to it or are not easily hypnotized or brainwashed. So it seems like now what we need to do in order to help the people who are really deeply hypnotized and ourselves at the same time is take it further in our own awareness level so that it goes from just understanding it to demonstrating the remedy. You know, not in complex things that we explain so much, but, you know, Showing up and all right, this is how we change physical reality, or how the original creative power can do it through us, not not us as little ego, you know, mini gods or something, but let the real original source function through us. Exactly, it's still the same permission thing. It's just who you give it to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's this is a, a a journey of the soul. 
Um, and it's very convincing that um, for a lot of people that it's just um, some sort of black and white physical reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but those who have peered beyond the veil know there's so much more to our existence and want to know. We're seekers of knowledge. We're seekers of truth. We, mm-hmm. we want to do the right thing by our, our souls and by our connection to the all and not be misled or um, uh, be, tr- be tripped up along the way. And that's more important than, you know, feeling like you fit in, for example, which I see a lot of people, especially here in Canada. You do have just, to decide between those two things, huh? Yeah, absolutely. But eventually, if, if you're willing to not fit in, you find the environment that you do fit into yes that's and that's the bravery of it you have to be willing to throw it all away you have to be willing to surrender completely to it and not know the outcome ahead of time and be okay with that yeah because it looks like there there's nothing when you first give that up yeah and that's feeling the fear and doing it anyway and that's really the definition of bravery you know, a lot of people are, are seeing what's being told, like you said, on the television and the newspapers and everything. And they're saying, all those people couldn't be lying. And a lot of them, I think, aren't consciously lying. They're just believing their higher up level, what they're being told to say, that they don't question it either. And you've got all these levels of hypnosis and the people, a lot of the people that are acting out the bad guy role and that's not sexist the women are as bad as the men at that level but um they don't really a lot of them don't understand and they're just following orders level after level at the top they do but even at the top if they really understood at a deep level they'd never do it because everything has consequences yeah, there's there's a compartmentalization that that's been uh, part of the design uh, going for quite some time. Where you have, I mean, even their own symbols of the pyramid, where you have <laughs> you only get to know certain things. You're on a need to know basis, right? And uh, there's only certain people at the top that really know what's going on, and the rest are just order followers. They they bank on that. They need people not to think uh, for themselves in those structures. And they've done it with all kinds of institutions, including medicine, right. where you have all these specialists. You yeah. Know? yeah, That's taught even in non-medical school, in regular school. Mm-hmm. Your objective is to know a whole bunch about such a small field that you don't really have any idea of the context. So you're perfectly set up to be misused by the system. Without knowing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, remember the, who was it, the information minister of the Third Reich, Goebbels, I think, said if you tell a big enough lie, nobody will question it, because they can't believe that much could be false. I mean, you've got videos on your website about history that are saying, the more you learn, it looks like everything we've learned has been not true. 
almost there are some exceptions so when people are you know that are we're talking to people on the show right now some of them are up to date on all this stuff and really understand but i'd like to include the people who can't imagine you know that this would be going on and what can you say to people that are kind of open to starting to understand but you know, it just looks impossible that, that this could all be that coordinated. What can you say? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I was mentioning in, a, in an interview I did yesterday a little bit about this where, you know, I almost applaud those people who are starting to wake up now because mm-hmm. um, I had decades to do it. <laughs> Whereas uh, it's a rush job for a lot of people now. That's right. Um, and it can be extremely overwhelming, even the, in the long game and the slow uh, method of, of investigation and research and, um, and the, the processing that, uh, that it can take, you know, and the contemplation time that's needed and the mm-hmm. integration time of the contemplation and how it fits into your philosophy and then what matters to you in your world, in your life, and how you can bring that forward, and then where your own limits are, where you just you can't go that far. Because I see people where they, they said, well, that's it. I can't. I won't go to the next echelon. This is it's where it's an it emotional barrier, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the, the, uh, the pain of betrayal is really um, hardwired and difficult to go through because it, the emotional um, expression feels like an ego death and ego death feels like a real death. Right. And a lot of people um, might be in those industries or in, you know, been part of it or being used or whatnot. And, and there's a lot of emotional um, aspects that are maybe too uncomfortable or they feel like they would die if they actually could accept that or understand that. Right. And yet that's keeping them away from what would help them, right? What would ultimately make them feel all right. So how yeah, do you deal I mean, with that barrier? How can, they, how can they get past it? Well, the, it always comes down to self-inquiry and self-reflection um, and getting clear with your needs um, and what, um, what your goals are. Like mm-hmm. what do you do you know something's wrong and it's bothering you you know inside you feel something's not right maybe you can't fit, put your finger on it you know there's a bunch of liars i mean everybody knows that politicians lie it's, yeah that's a very simple basic understanding so if we we know that then where would be the next comfortable level to take it you know could be asking yourself questions that's how you get out of any cult you you, you ask questions so um, you know, could it be that governments in the world in the past have harmed people, you know, their people or lied to their people or manipulated right. them? Right. We could look at Yugoslavia as an example, you know, right. um, and, and you could start to put the pieces together of your mind map of the questions inside you and, and just slowly start to answer them. But that means you have to turn off the television <laughs> And you have to stop consuming the other story. And I always suggest to people who want to know 
just first step is to clear clear it up and stop mm-hmm. consuming the lies and and allow at least two weeks with no consumption of their stories that turn off the soap operas and and what's interesting is when you do that and you kind of go back in to see you'll notice the soap operas are the same dramas just right. Uh, right. you know like you go back to soap opera after a year and you're like you guys they're still doing the same thing it's, there's no different yeah, same organ music and in the background and everything the same storyline even and it's just right. different, different players and so that's usually for people to start is they have to make space inside of themselves to fill up with other information and they can't just fill themselves with junk anymore have you worked with people trying to detox from television oh yeah sure i mean um when people are confused then i i suggest they just stop and 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 you know, if you're trying to heal the body, trying to heal the mind, trying to heal the emotions, you need to take yeah. yourself out of the situation and allow the, the muddy waters to settle so that you can see clearly through right. again and, uh, and get um, grounded inside yourself again. So isn't it interesting that initially these people are probably thinking, what can I do to change everybody else? If you really want to, it always comes back to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. What can you control? What can you manage? Um, and, and the if, fact that you're, you, you're affecting everybody all the time, too. So your state is really your main tool when to change the world. Yeah, you're, you're a vibration. And you change that and you clear that, then it's a different reflection that, that, because everything's in the mirror because you can't see yourself. Right. As you are, um, you you need reflections. You need mirrors to see, to have consciousness. And so, all of the people in your life and around you are mirrors for you, for lessons and, and yeah. all kinds of uh, feedback. Right. So things aren't happening by mistake or chance. No, I don't. I don't believe in luck or chance. I I believe in destiny and design. Yeah. That's what I found, too. I, I don't think there's any such thing as chance anymore. Can't find it. You know, and, and if you take it a step further, it's like everything in your life that you experience <clears throat> is being tailored for, for what you need to learn. It's like somebody did it just personally for you, which actually seems to be the, the truth. And what, what about the stuff that people are worried about with the virus? Do you want to say anything about that? These terrible viruses that are coming out that are obviously designed to kill everybody, and the new variant is killing even more people, and the next variant's going to be even worse, and it, it just tears people into little bits and everything, and especially the, the anti-vaxxer people are spreading it everywhere, and <laughs> I mean, I think that's what's being told now, right? I'm not necessarily in direct touch with it, but I think that's the story. Well, yeah, if, when you want to create a genocide, then you have to divide the people and you have to use fear as your tool and you have to have something out of their control. So those who are the order followers will just default into their child mind and just obey because if they do that, they feel like they're in control in some way. Mm-hmm. And they feel safer. 
So they'll just, um, it's a classic tool of a narcissist, you know, gaslight them, promise them things, move goalposts. They're all, they're all abuse tools. And identify somebody as the problem too. Well, that's the scapegoating. You always have to scapegoat. Um, so if you just want, if they just want to study how to, <laughs> how psychopaths manipulate their prey, it's, it's textbook. Right. Um, and uh, so that's pretty much the, the soap opera that's mm-hmm. on television is that. And, um, but if you start to really learn and understand, it's actually all within your own control. Your behaviors and habits are what create your, uh, health or ill health, and uh, that's up to you. It has nothing to do with anybody else. Um, that's been manufactured because it's a very handy tool to manipulate people with. If they can't see it, or smell it, touch it, identify it, they have to default to quote-unquote experts to know anything about the thing they're afraid of. Yeah. Um, it's it's been used for hundreds of years to manipulate politics and people and make a lot of money as well. Um, and that's just, a, it's, it's that it's just a tool. It's a, it's a lie and it's not based in science or uh, evidence. Have you noticed that a lot of the well-meaning high level doctors that are very intelligent have a really hard time grasping the whole picture? You know, they'll see some of it, but, they'll still go along with 90% and the 10% that they don't agree with that is doing some good. But I guess the programming is just really hard to break, right? After all the training. Yeah. If they're just in their brain, head brain and not in their gut brain or their heart brain, then they're not going to have their, um, their senses working for them properly. Uh, And they're going to miss huge amounts of information um, and context for what they think they know. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, with the compartmentalization, then they're just going to have little echo chambers inside of of, um, banking back their own false beliefs. And it'll, it'll ping right for them because their foundation is in error, but to them, the foundation is correct. So as long as the information comes back to the math works out, for their false foundation, then it's, it's true, true in their, in their minds. One so thing they, is they're trained that these associations and organizations like CDC and other ones like that are always reliable. Mm-hmm. They, they always tell the truth about everything. Just because they're called the Centers for Disease Creation does not mean that they're doing anything bad. And, you know, they say the virus has been... Uh, not only isolated, but identified and analyzed. And, you know, the fact that it came from nature is already proven and all this stuff. And I don't want to make the whole thing technical, but I think a really clear central point of some of the doctors that don't get it and telling things to people is the misunderstanding of the process of isolation, right? To show that, because if you want to have a really good pandemic, you really need a virus that actually should exist. And the way you do that is by this isolation process. Right? Otherwise, you don't have any evidence of it. So do you understand how the different fake and real isolation processes compare and what people are missing in that? Well, all virus isolation processes are fake. 
there are no viruses. They're all manufactured in a Petri dish. So, or in a, in a computer simulation, like in silico, like yeah. this one is, right? Well, so like David Martin was talking about. Yeah, well, the process by which they, they manufacture it is by stressing a cell. So you could take a healthy cell or a sick cell mm-hmm. and put it under stressors and create breakdown particles inside a sick cell and then filter that out and call it um, the cause of the sick cell. Right, right, right. But they made the cell sick in the first place. Yeah, and it's just such basic deception that people are expecting something much more complex. It's actually really simple. The whole basis of the argument isn't there. Mm -hmm. Truth is always simple. It just takes a long time to get there. (laughs) Yeah, it could be deep, but it's not. It's not really complicated. Mm-hmm. So, if you look at the overall situation, do you agree that it's going step by step toward basically an extermination agenda at this point? Well, there's multiple agendas, and that's what makes it complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, for when they launched this, they knew that they were going to make a lot of messes and a lot of mud. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of, um, you know, infighting and that sort of thing, which is by design to create order out of chaos. That's their motto. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are many goals for this, um, this scam. Because the, but the main one being their reset. Their, you, know, you can read Klaus Schwab's little book there on the Great Reset. If you right. want to know what they're doing. And years prior to that, you could see what they were planning with the U.N., Agenda 21 document, uh-huh. which so if people want to know what's going on, just read those two documents and you'll figure out who, who these people are and what their long game is. Yeah, it's not very long... difficult. It's hard. It's easy to find on, on the Internet. It's easy That's to right. read. Agenda 21 is actually made into a little book. I mm-hmm. think you can still buy it. Oh, yeah, it's everywhere. It's easy to find. They have to be able to give disclosure if they're going to go ahead and do these things. Right. By their own rules by their own rules. So it's just ignorance and fear um, and programming that keeps people away from understanding their enemy um, and what they have in store and their long-term plans. And they've, they've, they're broke. So they have to create the reset. They need to uh, figure out their debt problem, their overspending problem. um, And they need to also, um, push us into the fourth, whatever they're calling the fourth revolution, which is an AI-based reality. Um, You know, they mine us. They they feed on us. We're we're their food, ultimately. So we hold the power because they feed on our emotions and they feed on our labor. So they're not going to kill everybody because that, why would you kill all your slaves? You're going to preen your slaves Uh, and you're going to manipulate them to where you want them. But when you have robotics now coming in and doing a lot of the labor, you don't need quite so many. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, also when you want to rewrite the history as they've done again and again, you have to get rid of the elders because they hold the knowledge, they hold the memories. Um, And they're really after the next generation, the the young generations. Um, They're not really interested in, 
I think it cuts off around the millennials. <laughs> so we're kind of their useless eaters at this point because we know what's going on, at least a good proportion of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the children that we they're really after that they want in, and they're going to sell their metaverse and their virtual reality existence to them right. um, and m- continue to mine them just in a different um, dimension. Yeah, because the younger kids that are growing up now have had a virtual reality existing their whole lives, right? They think it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you see as a remedy for the situation? If, if you were able to just say to what people should do to make a contribution to this not reaching its goal, well, it starts with not consenting on every yeah. level possible. So look at look at where you're contributing to the existing system and where can you not, you know, contribute anymore? What 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 makes sense for you in your life right now? Is it growing a garden so right. that your food supply is not coming through them? Uh is it getting off grid? You know, is it learning a new skill? Um, is it manufacturing something, you know, in a group? Uh, was it beekeeping? What is it? What? Yeah. So starting to become more, uh, not just independent, there's that, but also you're learning how to be interdependent with those around you in your communities and um, learning to trust one another and, and have those tight relationships. It doesn't have to be a ton of people. Right. It has to be the right ones for you um, so that you're supported and your needs are met and you don't um, put yourself into a crisis where you feel like you need a handout from a government. Yeah. Cause those comes with those come with strings attached, right. Of control. Yeah. Like the universal basic income idea, things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Even the the universal healthcare aspect as well, which is where I do a lot of my focus. When you say universal healthcare, um, what are you referring to? Well, they want to socialize. They'll try to socialize all of the medicine because they do it under the guise where, oh, it's supposed to be free. It should be free. You know, exactly. Everything's free. Right. So they're going to continue to to try to push. I mean, here in Canada, we've had that for as long as I've been here. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's degraded considerably. Um, But I don't attend it. (laughs) But for people who need things, they're waiting for sometimes, you know, a half a year to see a specialist that's going to tell them to suppress it with a cortisol drug or something. Right, right. You know. So I think that's really scary for a lot of people. They want those systems um, for themselves, especially emergency systems. But we need to really make new, we need to design new systems for all those um, needs. So this theme keeps coming up about needing to build a parallel civilization, basically, before the old one totally crashes, if possible. Yeah. how, How do any people survive communism or totalitarianism in their countries the ones that survive prepared 
they had food, they had water, they had soap, they had right. the things to survive, warmth and, and all of the water, running water and these things, right? So um, that obviously at this point for a lot of people needs to, needs to be top of mind. Um, we just had like a really intense cold snap here. Hmm. Um, and it's, I think it was a wake up call for a lot of people. Cause if the power did go out during that cold snap, wow. That, wow. a lot of people wouldn't be here now. So, um, even people who burn wood, <laughs> it wasn't even, you know, minus 35. Wow. It, it's just, it's, uh, your pipes freeze up. It's how far, so, north, how far north are you? Well, I'm, uh, I'm just, a couple hours north of Toronto. Okay. So it's considered cottage country. That's far enough um, north to be really cold for sure. Well, when you have, when they're manipulating the weather and right. they're messing around with things, then, you know, they can create weather warfare and, and see and stress their systems and see what, what it can take, you know? Yeah. What do they call those new weather patterns where it the cold comes way down from the pole and then back up uh, vor- some sort of vortex po- polar, sort of vor- polar vortex yeah those that's a new invented phenomenon i think right yeah they make up they always make up catchphrase names in cults <laughs> right and then on tv they say wow this is amazing nature is really changing mm-hmm. they brought brought one of those down to texas last year oh yes that's right but they can do that with pulses. They have mm. technology, which is, again, if people just did a little bit of basic research, yeah. you know, they would a, see that. Emotionally, it's really hard to say, what, the chemtrail people are not crazy? How <laughs> could that possibly be? You know, and so you get the spring working in tandem with the ground-based electromagnetic arrays and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't yeah, think they can change the climate, but they can mess up the weather. Yeah, the climate the climate um, is actually you can make microclimates in your own backyard if you want to. Right. Um, just by changing the soil levels and, and what you plant, you can mm-hmm. make microclimates all over the place. Right. Um, because it's a reflection of the ground and the cycles of of water and sulfur and other you know and oxygen and so forth. So yeah. You can affect your own local weather, ultimately. <laughs> so why do people need to know about more of the negative stuff that's happening? Because a lot of people, even some of the ones trying to be really spiritually centered, are saying, if you put your attention on that, you're feeding it, and you're destabilizing yourself. And some of them really try to stay unaware of what's going on outside. What do you think about that? Well, that's like a new age trap where it's everything's love and light and you can't handle your shadow. Right. But you have to, um, you have to acknowledge the shadow. You have to know what it is in order to change it. So you have to be able to, to notice a problem. If you're going to fix a problem, you can't just say, Oh, I'm sure there's a problem, but we don't have to talk about that problem. So it's kind of a test, right? Because you have to have the awareness and not let it drag you down. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know that there's an issue, but then your focus becomes on how do we solve the issue and how do we change to make that not an issue now? How do we heal it? How do we make the correction? Not, oh my God, there's a problem. Oh my God, there's a problem. Oh my God, all day long. That's 
that's not the point of knowing right. when there's something amiss. And it, as you change yourself, the people that are drawn to you and that you're connected to also change, right? Well, all your reflections will change as you do. I, I just bring that up because you mentioned connecting to people where you live and trying to s- establish the beginnings of a better community you know, mm-hmm. of, of people oriented toward life instead of death. I mean, what's been yeah. your experience of trying to do that where you are? Well, um, I just relocated. I'm, I'm, in, I'm between two properties. Um, okay. So I've met quite a few really uh, passionate people and people with skill sets. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are my inner circle people. So if I if I need an electrician or a plumber or some some sort of skill, I have uh, that. And then uh, it's about the food okay. growers and becoming a food grower mm-hmm. um, and establishing those connections. So it's it, there's a more a technical aspect, at least in my world, about that. Right. I have my close my fiance and my close family for emotional support and and uh those types of reflections so you don't need a million people you just need your your closest to be uh clear and where you 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 have agreements to support one another as best as possible yeah yeah that sounds good and how do you feel about the geographical area where you are is it a place that you think is good to be? I mean, what would you tell people wondering about living in that area? Well, it's a long winter, so you have to be a little tougher. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you you know, um, you're chopping wood, carrying water. There's a lot of, you know, driving or you have to, you know, there's a lot of living aspects that are a bit more challenging from time to time. But uh, I always felt drawn to the shield and, and the crystals and the energy here for energetic protection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm here for now. At some point, if I feel it's not safe or it's not the right place, then I'm sure I will get that signal inside my body to, right, to right. go. But I, I didn't. I got the signal to get land. Okay. Um, and that's what I did. I get the feeling that it's a very physically beautiful place. Mm-hmm. It is. And plenty of water, lots of water. Lots of water, lots of trees, lots of soil, um, lots of peace, lots of quiet. (laughs) Right. And uh, you can go into the forest and just ground yourself and heal and feel calm. So It's a real different energy than being in the city. Oh, I couldn't handle the city. I, I left the city when I was pregnant because it got so heightened for me. Um. I was out. I was out at seven months pregnant. I left. <laughs> wow. That's good. You got out. So what, what's your day like now, your work that you're focused on? What are you mostly doing? Well, um, I've been in, in a, an expansion mode. Um, and I really want to move my focus more towards the protocols and solutions Mm-hmm. Um, and helping people know how to help themselves so they feel a little more secure. Right. So they don't, you know, um, feel pulled to go into the medical cults. Um, they know how to grow herbs or how to use things um, to solve health issues. 
and um, and do more writing, um, writing and teaching. Mm-hmm. I feel like moving toward there. I always love making and inventing and creating, um, but I could do that all day. So I'm sort of at this stage where I can make and create and perfect something, and then I'll just sell it off, and somebody else can keep manufacturing it, and I'll just yeah. invent another thing and go like that. <laughs> The teaching that you're talking about, is that one-on-one or groups or classes or online or how do you do it? it it'll be, I, I don't know yet because it's still being developed, okay. uh, but it, I, the one-on-one was not sustainable for me. I had to stop right, because of burnout, but um, I think it'll be probably like little Zoom groups maybe people with similar concerns, you know, mm-hmm. um, there'll be, I'll have protocols and then I want to do little videos that explain and walk people through the p- protocols properly, you know, so they feel okay. like I'm still there for them, you know, um, to help them through triaging their concerns and mm-hmm. identifying, you know, which direction to go to, you know, through, uh, with something. But, um, that seems to be how it's, how it'll be developing. And it hasn't started yet in that form, right? This uh, just some of the protocols really um, are being pulled together and the, um, the website sort of structure has been um, designed. Is it going to be different than the website you've got now? No, it's still, it's going to be through yummy.doctor website. Okay. It's just a lot of material is going to be added to it. Correct. New options and things like that. Yes. What about um, agriculture where you are? Is it or is it organic farming existing up there? Uh, yeah, more and more. Um, you know, a lot of farmers are tired of, you know, the government's thumb. Um, and so they're changing methods okay. and going direct to consumer. There's a lot more direct to consumer sales rather than through supermarkets. And Oh, good. That sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. They have to take care of the animals so they don't freeze up there, right, during the winter. Yeah. They yeah, all have they, heated barns and things like that. Oh yeah, they um I mean I'm I'm not um privy to their methods, but you know, absolutely they have to consider all of the the, the factors of nature when they yeah when they do that. I was also noticing on the site that you have now <clears throat> that you're talking about homeopathy. And how does that integrate into lifestyle change and the basic, you know, idea of how to get people healthy again so they feel good? Well, they're great to have for all sorts of concerns, especially first aid. Um, So it's great to have your own little book or homeopathic guide and learn just about some start with like a handful of remedies things for say you have a contusion or a bruise you can use arnica to stop internal bleeding that's kind of a mm. massive thing you know right. someone hits their head or a child or someone you're not you're not sure you can always give homeopathic arnica to make sure there's no brain bleeds and things like this um and you know, indigestion or, or, or um, bowel issues, Mm -hmm. very simple remedies that you can use at least to begin with um, to, to solve a lot of of issues that wouldn't fester if, if, if you were um, using and employing those. So you're not doing the one-on-one appointments. So 
what's the best way to spread the knowledge that you've got on homeopathy, do you think, that you're talking about now? Um, well, I will probably do some courses, you know, on that. Okay. Yeah. And people can watch the website and sign up for those when they come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they're interested in that aspect of the teaching, mm-hmm. they want to know what to have on hand for homeopathics, then, then that'll be available. Right. And one of the main health concerns now is the ones that are arising from people getting the injection. Mm-hmm. Right. Have you been dealing with that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I did one video on how to detox from the thing, as I call it. The thing. Um, you can stay on more platforms if you talk about the theme or the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that it's we're tiptoeing around verbiage because of censorship. So right. which should have people questioning that alone should have people questioning why can't we have conversations. I think part of the challenge of, of remedies for the the thing from the damage of it is that there's so many different things in it that some of which are still unknown, Mm -hmm. but even the known ones, there's a wide variety, right? There's the mRNA technology was the first thing, but then, you know, graphene oxide and hydroxide and, Carrie Madej is seeing pictures of parasites. Well, all of the vaccines have contained parasites. That's nothing new. They're all contained. Natural and synthetic, both. I mean, there's nothing natural about a vaccine. Um, They're all full of metals. They're all contaminated from their cell lineages. They all contain mycotoxins. They all contain parasite eggs. Um, right. I've been yammering on about that for like 20 years, how toxic and, and right. um, you know, infected, if you will, these things are. And so, so many, so many people, you know, that are recognizing what's happening with the current one are saying, but I'm not anti-vax or anything like that. You know, I'm, I believe in the science. It's just this one is really bad and it's bad because it's not approved. And uh, mm-hmm. I try to remind them that they could approve it tomorrow doesn't make it any different yeah it's also not a traditional vaccine based on their ideologies so their belief system of how it works isn't what this particular one is it's 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 a different mode of action so technically it's not really a vaccine um by their definition except they had changed the definition so that's okay now well, they'll always do that. <laughs> they always <laughs> rename diseases so that right. it looks like they got rid of it. And Right. Yeah. So when there's so many components to the current one, how, what do you do? I mean, there's going to be millions of people out of the billions that get it that are thinking, well, maybe that wasn't a very good idea. And now I get, need to get cured or get this, you know, contamination out with all those different elements of it. What kind of approach do you think is reasonable? Well, <laughs> well, first say good luck because we don't know the repercussions, the long-term re- repercussions, other than there's three different kinds. There's the placebo, so hopefully you just got metals and formaldehyde yeah. and polysorbid and not anything else. Right. Um, if you got the gene therapy, we don't know the repercussions on your RNA and DNA and the switches, the cellular switches. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could have like a gene that was dormant now switched on that gives you Parkinson's or something. Right. Right. Um, so you don't know that. And then there's the, the third one, which is like the cancer in 10 years shot. Um, so <laughs> that is that a guarantee or not? It depends on how you treat your lifestyle. We, there's not a guarantee, but at least, you're going to always have to be on top of your detox game because if this shot damages your mechanisms so severely, because they're in their mind, if your mechanisms uh, stop, that's a cure. So mm-hmm. symptoms are your part or your expressions of your mechanisms of healing. So they think those are bad. So if you stop the mechanisms that produce the symptoms, which is your body removing waste and healing then they found the cure quote unquote so if they've done it real good (laughs) where you're not detoxing anymore then you're just going to become a toxic waste dump inside your body until organs you know fail so that means you always have to be detoxing after the shot so really the remedy doesn't change fundamentally depending on the problem right because when you're understanding it from that point of view you just go back to what's in nature right detox and nutrition and sunlight and exercise and sleep and i mean i don't know what else you can really do other than all of those things well you can target your nutrition so you can increase glutathione you can increase magnesium you can purge the liver you can make sure the blood is clean Right. Do blood cleansing, herbs, blood cleansing processes like coffee enemas. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's all sorts of things that support glutathione, NAC, DMSO, MSM, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the enemas. You can clean up the blood as much as you possibly can, and you do remake systems. You know, blood cells last 120 days. You know, there's a timeline of, of regeneration that you'd have to go through. But what a mess, you know, if you get it just said no you wouldn't be in that situation and we all have to better yeah we all have to detox on a regular basis anyway because of all the other toxins that come Uh through lifestyle factors and them poisoning us through food water air and uh the television and so forth so um it's it's Mm -hmm. just giving yourself a lot lot more work and a lot of people may not have the fortitude to do what's required uh, to get the job done. But I believe if you believe you can do it, then you can. Then you can heal. Exactly. And what about this guy that just got killed for talking about um, graphene hydroxide instead of graphene oxide? He, yeah. I mean, he, must, he must have been on to something important because they wouldn't bother killing you right away if it wasn't the case. Yeah, I looked at that and I, I wasn't able in my my internal barometer had mm-hmm. red flags coming up all over the place. So I, I kind of might not be real. You mean it might, might not be real or it might be, they like to um, infiltrate, you know, our communities with a lot of fear. Like if you speak out or you say something, then you get killed and right. you know, these sorts of things. So that maybe people are shut up or change your tune or, so okay. I just, I be, I'm very careful with anything that is dramatic and sensational, even in our own, you know, sure. communities. And it wouldn't change your protocols anyway, right? For detox uh-huh. and all that. No, borax or boron is, uh, seems to denature the graphene. Um, 
as, as, you know, a process, something that people can use. Yeah, people have talked about laundry detergent, sodium tetraboride, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And saying that little bits of that are very useful for what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. It's also a cure for arthritis <laughs> for a lot of arthritis. Yeah, I saw that. In fact, that was one of your great videos that, that really impressed me that everybody should watch that. A lot of those things are so simple. Because if you don't hear about that and you get into the regular system, you could be into therapies that make things worse for the rest of your life. Yeah, they suppress your expression. Your body is trying to always heal something. People say a symptom's bad. So, well, if you have pain and inflammation, something's going on in that area. The tissue is trying to repair. So instead of just suppressing the signal of it telling you that it needs repair, you could just actually help it repair. (laughs) Right. So what people call sickness, acute sickness, is a lot of times the body naturally trying to detox. That's what you're saying. It's always the body trying to make a correction. Right. You remember when they had, this was in Germany, I think, and there was some kind of a legal challenge that there was a reward offered to prove the existence of the measles virus. Mm-hmm. And nobody could do it. Mm-hmm. No, that was Dr. Stefan Lanka. And um, he, he lost the original um, uh, case uh, because the judge didn't understand. He, uh-huh. was con- he was not intelligent enough to understand what was going on. Right. Uh, but uh, it was because there was someone who tried to challenge him and get the money. But then mm-hmm. he won, Lanka won in appeals. And, Lanka uh, offered, what, $100,000 or something, if anybody could prove that it existed. Correct. And it's still not uh, satisfied. Are you teaching people along with the detox about um, relationship with wireless technology and what to do with that, too? Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. (laughs) Well, everything's Um, going to wireless right now. You have to consciously go in the other direction, I think. Yeah, or at least be aware of of adaptation. And, um, you know, if you're going to be under constant damage of something, then you better be on top of your cleanup of the damage, right? You you have to pick your battles and to what you're, you know, what you're accepting. Mm -hmm. And if it's not acceptable, then those are your decisions. And if you're... you know, it's acceptable to a certain percentage, then you're like, well, what do I do now after the fact to, to clean it up or to try to prevent the damage as much as I can in the moment or whatever your strategy is. Uh, Right. But you can certainly decrease or limit the wireless technology that you use in your own house. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Turn it off at night. Try to have everything wired as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, limit time that you're exposed to it. Now the body's brilliant in its adaptation. It will make enzyme systems to adapt right. um, to it as best as possible. So you want to increase your nutrition, you know, to support those systems. And, um, and you, you want to maybe shield yourself, um, you know, from it. There's, there's new tech coming with clothing and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, some of, it, some of it seems to actually work. 
Mm-hmm. And the tricky part is differentiating which ones are good, right? Yeah, I actually did that work recently, and I've decided to to partner with the company. I just went through that um, last few days because I've been looking for something for my family, of uh-huh. course, um, for some time now. Actually, quite a few years I've been looking at different tech, right? and nothing really was satisfying me um, or didn't feel like it was the right thing. And I just finally found some clothing line that has the, um, a silver mesh mm-hmm. um, line to it, and the studies and the and the science seems very sound. And I'm just going to go through the process of testing it physically myself because everything that I'm going to ever you know promote or like right. encourage people to use, I I need to know for you myself. Actually, that, know if it's good or not. Y- yes. So once I test it, then I'll then I'll talk so about it, it if a little bit too early at this point i guess yeah because i i want to run it through my own <laughs> my own yeah. internal and, and external processing how first. are you going to test it well i have uh, some emf readers uh, so okay. i just want to i want to repeat their experiments and make sure they're not manipulated or something so um so when you say emf reader what does that mean uh just there's there's readers that you can by that measure the certain measure the EMFs. Yeah, and they start beeping if it gets really high. And yeah. yeah. Would you put a sensor like inside a sleeve of, of clothes or something like that with a, a source on the outside and see what happens? Yeah. Yeah. I have like a little wireless box I was going to use. It has pretty high reading right. put it through the clothes and then see okay. what comes through it. Um, this is this tech is supposed to basically uh, dissipate the wireless and kind of make it fall, just make it drop. Okay. So yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't impact. It doesn't come in as long as it's on your physical body, uh-huh. it doesn't go through that. So it might go, you might get it, you know, somewhere else right. where there's no right. clothing, but it right. wouldn't go where the clothing was. So at least you could, if you were pregnant, you could protect your belly, right. you could protect your gonads, you yeah. could protect your head, you know, you could protect yeah, your body. I've seen- I've seen people with hoods of, you know, basically Faraday cage type clothing over their head. Yeah, it it acts like a Faraday cage. Exactly. Neat. So a few weeks, maybe you'll know whether that's good. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure exact date, but uh, I will talk about it because I'm, I'm concerned, very concerned about that. And I think if you've read Arthur Furstenberg's The Invisible Rainbow, you know, there's a lot of science and evidence that shows that every time they've upgraded the EMF fields, um, percentage of people can't adapt and will die or get very sick. Um, And uh, the rest will eventually adapt and then they'll do it again and do it again sort of thing. But it still affects and degrades our DNA uh, Uh that can lead to disease states and cancers and things. So It's just most visible when nobody's adapted, I guess, right? It's most obvious, yeah, and and more acute. When uh, when it's first initiated, and I think part of this COVID scandal is them testing, yeah. yeah, testing their five G systems, and actually, really, it's more of a weapon than anything else, as I see it. Yeah, um, and uh, and have their cover story for what it's it is instead of what they're doing, because they always, again, they need their scapegoats when they're doing these things, right? Because in the in the beginning, what got people really scared about the pandemic was. People were just walking along the street in Wuhan, and they would fall over on their face and bleed just on the spur of the moment. Mm-hmm. And they announced that as a new virus. Mm-hmm. 
And it happened to be at the same time as they turned on the 5G there. Yeah, I think they tested their weapons systems and their 5G there and in in that small town in Italy. But they also had a lot of um, incinerator pollution and other stuff. I did early videos on that saying like these these areas already were mask wearing uh, protesters for air pollution Uh problems long before so um you know it's a good place you're already kind of a population that's weak then you can see how the percentage of people that will become ill from the 5g test um and then i think some of those people that fell down or whatever might have been just you know staged as well so just good actors yeah yeah we can't trust it all of course do you think i mean there seems to be some degree of sickness that people are getting that makes it so they have this syndrome where the lungs work fine, but they can't get any oxygen. Do you know what? Yeah, that's, that's, what do you think that's coming from? Well, if you know how the, the how the five G tends to affect oxygen, is changes it changes the skin or something, right? Right. So you can't um, utilize the oxygen, so you have access to it, but you're not utilizing it. So that oh. would give a respiratory issue or a blood level issue without a real physical cause for why that would happen. And that can lead to all kinds of um, blood disorders and respiratory issues. And then people go, I can't breathe. And that sort of story came out of that. And then they go in for oxygen. And then when you force oxygen, then uh, in the body that has another feedback loop of a repercussion. So then it starts to downplay oxygen usage because it's too much much oxygen. Uh And then uh the oxygen sat will drop again and then we'll go, oops, we're going to have to put you on a respirator now because the oxygen's right. not working anymore. And then they get lots of money for respirators and then 90% and that, of them on the respirators die. So. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. That mm-hmm. same, you know, idea that there's this delicate feedback loop that the body is monitoring the levels of everything all the time. That could apply to all kinds of drug and hormone therapies too. Everything. Everything has feedback loops. Yeah. So one of your great videos, what I thought was about uh, HCQ and ivermectin, because you were saying instead of that, even though as drugs, those are not as harmful as a lot of other drugs and they don't kill you like a ventilator does. But if you can do no harm and use things that have no downside, that's closest to real medicine, right? Well, you only want to ever suppress if you're desperate. Like, you don't want to suppress anything because that leads to later poorer outcomes. So they get away with using their heroic medicine, which is suppressive, because it gives the appearance that they're better. But in the long run, there's a payout that has to come later. And they never make the association with the suppression in the moment and, you know, two months, three months, six months down the road with the kidney failure or another issue or a blood clot or whatnot. And they think it's an unrelated concern, but it was really because they never dealt with the issue in the first place. Brilliant design, actually. Mm -hmm. Medicine that that creates more problems. Yes. More their, their customers for life when you keep doing that. Yeah, I think in the parallel civilization that's being created now, the new healthcare practitioners need to make a living by, I guess, doctor is supposed to mean teacher anyway, right? Doser. 
So um, they should be able to make the money they need without hurting people. Yeah, absolutely. It should never. It should never be about harm. It's first, do no harm. That's your baseline yeah. Hippocratic oath <laughs> that every <laughs> practitioner has to speak aloud. So you know the protocol that Dr. Zelenko is using for the people with these respiratory issues is not primarily hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. It's using quercetin and some other things. At least those come from nature, right? Yeah, quercetins from apple peels, that sort of thing. And it's uh, I usually direct people who have allergies because it's a histamine support. Uh-huh. So, yeah, there's basic, you know, natural compounds that you can use to assist um, the, the feedback loops properly so that you're not in distress. So usually you apply things if, if you have an acute approach, you, um, you support it a diff- little bit differently at the outset. And then you do the long game afterward where you um, support the terrain and the, right. the, uh, the removal of waste appropriately and that sort of thing. So they get people out of emergency states or fear states, that sort of thing. Yeah, so exactly. That histamine supports a little bit like that. So the only things that would still, like you said, suppression in emergencies, um, not just with disease, but with traumatic injury, things like that. Yeah, if you're bleeding out, you're going to suppress the bleed. Right. If you're in severe pain and you can't get over it, you're going to have to suppress the pain to function or to figure out what's happening. There's there's reasons for suppression that are legitimate. Have Um, you looked at what Dr. Circus has done with, um, what's it called, natural allopathic medicine or something? It's substituting for the toxic drugs, things like bicarbonate and magnesium and all these different things, even in the emergency room. Yes, that needs to happen more and more. We need new kinds of medical schools, right? Yes, (laughs) we need need the proper eMERGE care, which we've already known a lot of these life-saving nutrients could be right in emergency where you triage them appropriately and you could even have a general, um, you know, protocol. Mm-hmm. That includes magnesium and DMSO or these sorts of things. So right. you can get things under control. Even homeopathy you could have in your eMERGE uh, to get people grounded in what's happening, get the information you need. And then, and if you had to do something that was suppressive, as long as you have in your protocol, okay, we did some damage with uh, the suppression to get this under control. Now we're going to double back and we're going to fix that too. Right. With the... Um, goal of becoming unnecessary, right, for a real doctor. Always. So I guess um, to wrap up what we're talking about, if you want to tell people, I guess two categories I'd really like you to talk to. One is the people who are worried about the coming intended, at least, enforcement of these suppressive measures and injections and stuff like that. And the other group is the ones that are realizing they already did it and it might not be a good idea and they're trying to get better and they're being told by a lot of the popular leaders on the internet that, you know, forget it, you're you're lost and there's nothing you can do, mm-hmm. which could be a bit discouraging. Yeah. it could ma- It could become a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
Well, we want to make sure the mind is as empowered as possible in all those situations. Right. Um, and that miracles can happen. So that's not off the table. Right. Um, but uh, to for those who are concerned about mandates and things, mandates aren't laws. And right. they've never been able to hold mandates for long periods of time. So really, it's about buying yourself time, saying no where you can. Mm-hmm. Speak out to say no actively, um, and to never give consent. And and they they're saying the things that they're saying and trying to push uh, them hard because they're hoping people break and just do it so that they the majority of the population is taken the um, the mark of the beast or whatever. Right. So they're trying right. to get they can't it won't work. They can't get their great reset. They can't get the passport system and the social credit system. So they need as many people as possible or else it can't work because then they can't get rid of cash and they can't uh-huh. change over the businesses. You see, that's why they're also trying to get rid of as many businesses as possible. Right. So, you know, only and their big box stores and they were bell mandated. They need the QR code to be don't shop there. Just don't mm. don't support it as much as you can and know that you have to give free will in order for them to have to do it. And so just if they if they put it in, it'll be overturned. It has to be overturned because they've tried this in the past and it doesn't last more than a year because it's it's completely against your fundamental rights, your birth rights and everything. Right, and just right. needs to be challenged in a proper court and it's over. So so that that's for those mandates. And then for people who have taken it, you know, just admit you were duped, you mm-hmm. know, and, and your your anger and your your upset needs to go to the correct party. <laughs> Yeah. Not to those yeah. of us who've been screaming from the rooftops about the scam the whole time. Right. And um, and then use your righteous anger to fight back and to get on board and get on side um, to protect your children and protect yourself from further damage. Because they're not going to stop with the boosters. They're going to just keep. Doing no, it's it going to be months. one a month after a while. Every three months is, I think, where they're. But that's not even sustainable. Even some of the companies are like, you want us to keep pushing out all of these boosters, and you know, you want us to manufacture all these tests and manufacture these things. They've all, they've had a glut of manufacturing. You see, for years, where do you think all these tests came and all this stuff? You think rapid tests to just whip that up overnight? Right. That stuff's been made and in the wings for a long time because this has been planned. So they're going to run out of stuff, and they're going to try, have to figure out something else of their manufacturing issue at some point so we will have you know open periods where we can um you know have an advantage and we have to look for those windows right and um and use them and you mentioned the test i wanted to you know let you rest for a while but i have to mention this one more thing and get your feedback on it if people understood the test that'd be the end of the whole thing right because The PCR test, which is still being used after it's been officially admitted to be no good by even CDC, still being used everywhere. And the guy that invented it, who was very open and honest about it, Kerry Mullis, before he died, said, "Um, it's not a test. You can't diagnose anything with it. You can find anything in anybody. And it's basically a high-tech magnifying glass. So that if you have one atom of something or one molecule in a in a tissue, you can blow it up so it's really easy to work with. That's all it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard for people to grasp that. 
But I want to know if you agree with that or any insights on that. And the other thing is what people are now trusting because it's the latest thing, the RAT test, rapid antigen testing. I mean, first of all, even if it was a real test, which PCR is not, you have to have a standard of what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So a sample of it, right? Otherwise, it's all made up. Mm-hmm. So w- what's your view of both of those levels of testing? Well, they're both based on the same fraud. They're looking for a piece of nucleic acid, but it's endemic to you, and it's just based on your state of detoxification and waste. Right. So they're, they're trying to find something inside of you and say that you now have a virus, but it's really just your own, your own proteinaceous wastes and nucleic acid wastes mm-hmm. yeah. that, they're, that they're searching. And there's no proper benchmark, as you said. So it's a circular argument. It, it goes nowhere. It's an illusion. It's not science. They're all non-tests, really. And they're all techniques. They're not tests. Right. So um, it's, Psychological. It's, well, the technique of amplifying a piece of your own uh, nucleic acid material and then somehow declaring you have a disease is an illusion. Right. Um, and then claiming that people have diseases when they don't have symptoms is also an illusion that I'm very surprised humanity fell for. I'm very, uh, that one took me, took me by surprise. I, I didn't think that many people were uh, that intellectually challenged that they, they think that uh, when they report on the news cases uh, that now that's, yeah. that's somehow uh, people who are sick when it could just be somebody who had a, this fake test given they're perfectly fine with no symptoms and now somehow they're a carrier and that someone without symptoms can give a disease to somebody else. Um, to me, that is a, a mind control trauma and a psychological damage on our children that yeah. uh, is very alarming uh, to make children think that just by kissing grandma or hugging someone, they're going to kill them right. is, uh, is a travesty and uh, should have been stopped long ago. Um, and I, I'm very, I I'm, was very surprised with that one. That, that, that It just flew. sounds really scientific. It has eight syllables, asymptomatic carrier. It must be something incredible, right? Yeah, it's now I, I know the, in a cult, they have all kinds of explain aways, right? They explain right. it away. Oh, well, you could just have been, it's only low in you, right? You could have been exposed, but you don't have symptoms yet. Right. right? Because it right. takes 14 days or 10 days or now five days or whatever. Incub- incubation time. period. Incubation period. So now you could, you, but what has to happen is if you have no symptoms and you test positive by their, by their standards, what they right. should be doing is following up and saying, did you actually get the symptoms in 10 days, five days, 14 days, whatever? Did right. you get that? And if you said no, they go, oh, then that was wrong. We're going to make sure we correct our numbers. But they're not doing any of that, of course. Right. So it's all just fluffing numbers, making numbers look big, and going from somehow this, uh, an idea of a pandemic to now it's cases, which that was a sleight of hand that nobody else seemed to notice, which I was very surprised about as well. Like, you were there's no pandemic. That, you were surprised <laughs> that people fell for it? Well, I was surprised that the sleight of hand, there were very few people that went, wait a second, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about pandemic here, guys. We were talking about the, the epidemiology part. Now we're not. We're talking about like this, 
you know, Betty over here got it and this dude got it. So now we're case by case and now somehow, but that's not what makes a pandemic. So by their terms, there should be no emergency measures anymore. Those should have been gone long ago once they switched to cases. It's also good to have an adjustable test. So according to what you're trying to prove, you can get whatever you want. For example, when Joe Biden got elected president, I mean, if, if you actually think that he did, Joe Biden got elected president, the cases immediately fell. So he was doing a lot of great work within a couple of days. Yeah, well, you know, this is all a game. So they right. select their presidents. They've selected the numbers. They can put whatever they want on the screen. There's no justification. Yeah. For it. But people just just swallow it, and, and that's all, they're on to their next video game or whatever else they're doing, and they don't even consider that it's 100% lies, the whole thing. No, these are authority figures. You have to believe that they're telling the truth. Well, they're too fragile in their consciousness to realize they're being played and they're walking down a dangerous path. And they would rather fear this thing that they think they have control over through following mm. orders than the real fear of what's really going on and the death that awaits them for real from following the orders. What do you tell them if they're really uh, terrified and wearing a mask and putting the masks on the kids too? Well, most of those people avoid me. So I don't really, there's not really much I can say to, if they're wearing a mask, there's nothing, I walk away. I mean, I've never put a mask on myself ever in this mm. whole sh- scandal and I never will. And yeah. I've had some rude people come up to me, you know, and demand that I have to, and I will fight back and I'll, I'll get, I'll get my claws out if I have to, um, but I will never, ever, ever comply with the cult because that's a symbol of submission. That's all that is. And I will never submit. And it also never- makes you look more the same as everybody else. So you can't see facial expression and stuff like that. It's a tragedy. And when I see a child or a baby, I, I try to make eye contact with them and smile because they're going to lose their emotional affect by not seeing faces on a regular basis. And the damage right. to our children is going to be incalculable. I know. I know. They could become really scared of people who don't have a mask on, too. Not even that. Just um, their emotional development will not proceed properly. So they will be right. atonal in their emotional affect and they will not be able to love deeply. They will not be able to understand facial emotional cues. So they will have social retardation from not seeing faces on a regular day-to-day basis. And there's also no scientific evidence that masks prevent any kind of diseases, right? Of course not. First of all, that's not even how contagion works. Never mind. This whole, there's no yeah. particle exchange contagion. We've already disproven that through scientific studies. You can't take snot from someone or spit on someone and they get your sickness. It doesn't work like no, that. No, the experiment doesn't work. No. So there's no science that would ever support mask wearing. Well, the, the, the shock to me is that people think that suffocating themselves and rebreathing their carbon dioxide is somehow acceptable um, on any level. When we even know in hospitals, there's very strict rules about how long you're supposed to wear a mask for. Right. Um, once you touch a mask, it's contaminated. It's garbage. These people are fiddling with their masks all day long and mm-hmm. having snot-filled masks and having lipstick-filled masks and 
this is not sanitary at all. No, um, I actually was at the grocery store on my way here and I, I, I'm still the only one and my daughter without masks in, in every time we go shopping. Wow. wow. And still. And, uh, that's in a small a, town near where you live, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, there were, we, I went down an aisle with a, a handful of people and there was a, a mother and maybe her teenage son. And the, the odor from this boy was, was so disgusting. It was probably one of the worst smells I've ever smelled in my life. And it'll probably take me days to get the memory of that smell. I I have a very keen sense of smell. Do you think this was connected to the mask? No, but you know, my comment was I almost want one just so I can't smell that guy. That's Um, one of the few cases where they'd be useful. Right. But, but, but my alarm was here we are supposedly in this thing to them, right? Right, right. And this is the most unhygienic teenager I've ever smelled. He probably hasn't washed his clothes in a month. He's probably festering in a room full of garbage. Right. And his, he's probably shit himself or something because his, his stench was so vulgar. Wow. You know, unwashed hair, unwashed body, but wearing a mask. Like how, how does that make wow. any sense at all if you're thinking that this is some sort of germ does that guy's yeah. full of it if, if he's full of germs that one <laughs> yeah because they're doing their job to break down garbage right so they're attracted to that location yeah i'm 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 saddened for humanity that they're um being uh gaslit and hazed so badly to this point where two years in they're still obeying things that make no sense yeah um and I, I really pray for them a lot. As mad as I, I, I used to be extremely angry at them because I was trying to shake some sense into them. But now I, I really feel sorry for them. And I, I pray more than I ever have for them That's, because that must good. be so terrible to, to live like that. I the prayer imagine. changes the frequency, you know, and it reaches people that can't be reached. So it's probably yeah. helping on some level. The other thing you mentioned, the contagion. And sometimes people ask about that. Um, how did the measles parties work? They didn't. <laughs> well, I went to one and I got it. Yeah. Well, were you told, hey, if you go rub up against little Johnny and you're going to get measles, we want you to get measles because it's good for you. So I hope you get measles. So imagine your parent. I'm sure I was down. told that. Yeah. Right. Bending down to you and encouraging you to get it. And if you get it, you're a good boy or you're a good girl. That's right there. Right there. You've been imprinted with you better get it. So your body's going to start to already believe that you should get it. Just like you can be hypnotized and get a blister from a burn that didn't happen and stuff like that. Absolute suggestion through the mind. The mind creates actual chemicals. The chemicals go through the body as a cascade. You can tell yourself whether to be healthy or sick in a lot of ways. You yeah. know, through German New Medicine, this is true. So I think a lot of it was a placebo suggestion that it took. and But you wouldn't get 100% infection rate. Right, that, right. Right. You, so you'd have to have that. If everybody got exposed, they all should get it. But that's not the case. We don't see that with these parties. There were brave doctors that back up what you're saying about um, infection, not just now with Kaufman and Cowan and people like that. But it, before, there was a doctor named Wilner. Remember mm-hmm. him? Yes. And he, he said, Well, there's no such thing as AIDS virus. And the establishment said, What? You know, we probably have to kill you in any way for your own good. But 
you're completely crazy. So he gave all these talks and he would bring a diagnosed AIDS patient with him and he'd cut, make a, get blood from both of their hands. Inject himself with it. Rub them together 200 times. So mm-hmm. I guess they had to kill him for that. But he, he was really, you know, supporting what you're saying that, you know, what was the whole AIDS thing? It, it seems to be that they found people with lifestyles that ran down their immune system and then diagnosed them with a new disease and then made a drug that would con- continue the disease and make it deadly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just like they're doing now, because then they, they give the vaccines or the drugs they become sick, and then they say right. it's the disease, just like they're saying there's Omicron, there's all this stuff. No, exactly. it's not. Exactly. And those, it could be an unvaxxed person was around, too. No, it's the people who have sickness from the shots. Now they, they're saying they have it. I've seen it all over my feed. Uh, people go, oh, I'm double vaccinated, and I got Omicron still somehow. It's like, no, you, you got nothing. What you got was poisoned, and right. now your body's trying to get rid of it. It triggered the same mechanisms of, you know, respiratory detox right. because you gave yourself a, 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 a process inside your body that uses those elimination routes. Yeah. And now you're saying it's some freaking variant. It's, it's, it's pathological psychosis that people think that the other they can't variant. make a connection between a po- self-poisoning and a symptom. It's a, it's a no, it's safe and effective, safe and effective. Right. And yeah. all the other variant names are ready to go. I know. You know, and they're hoping to get to use many of them. But um, have you had people talk to you about what they call it, transfection or something like that, when you're around people that have got a lot of vaccines? Some of the doctors have been telling me, some of the really well-known good ones have been saying, I worked on a patient hands-on and got really sick, and it was right after they were vaccinated. I've had, uh, I know of, Many people personally who've been very unwell being around the vaccinated. Uh, but think about it. Think about what's been done to those people, how poisoned they are. Right. And the body is an alarm system. If they've been poisoned to that degree, then it must create uh, roots of elimination immediately. It'll come out through the skin, through the breath, gases. Everything yeah. will start to be pushed out if you touch them or you're close to them then you could absorb some of those toxins and your body could go into a process as well. Um, just So think of it more like poison and being exposed to poison. Um, and then if you right. touch or contact poison, then you could also go through a detox of said poison. But also there's more to it because they seem to be more radioactive, mm-hmm. almost like a chemo-style drug or right. radiotherapy. So there's – because – Part of this injection is related to the 5G system grid network. Um, They have to be pingable by the 5G system, um, hence the graphene. So now we have another whole thing where there are also EMF receivers (laughs) and their fields are messed up. So now imagine your field is connected to somebody else's field who's really messed up and is resonating, reverberating everybody's Mm -hmm. cell phone signals and stuff. You could get radiation sickness from being just in proximity with them. And I've seen a lot of people experiences, experience bleeding issues, which are yeah. symptoms of EMF poisoning from being around them. And I'm concerned as well for my own daughter because she came back from visiting her asleep grandparents who are, you know, bought into this hoax, hook, line, and right. sinker. Right. And they recently had got their booster when she visited for Christmas 
And I'd never seen a nosebleed in a girl like that in my life. Wow. Uh, And she bled through her mouth and her nose, both sides. Wow. And incredible clots. And I was concerned. I had to do a lot of triage to make sure she didn't faint from blood loss and all this stuff. We, of course, got everything under control, but it was very eye-opening for me. Yeah, because she's not coming from a real poisoned environment. She's She's in good shape, and she is still experiencing that. That that's a concern because you know you don't want to have to separate everybody, mm-hmm. but it kind of pushes you in that direction, right? I've been in a huge conundrum inside my my philosophy and my my. Yeah, I don't want to cut off more family. I've already lost plenty of family over all of this, right? And you know, my daughter's mental health, emotional health, and connection to her family is very important to me. So I've tried over the years to wake them, and there's just no waking them. And in theory, if you keep her in good enough shape, she should be able to resist most of that. But yeah, I have to like put her. Yeah, I have to like prep her, (laughs) put her into the line (laughs) of fire, bring her out, detox her. Like it's a lot of work just for her to go see the ignorant grandparents. And I say that with love, actually. Yeah, it's not their fault. But I, I, I'm, I don't know how else. I've tried so many approaches now. Um, I think my only other approach, um, and I think what worsens the nose part, this part, is is them forcing her to wear masks to go in stores and things. And I've said that very adamantly to not mask her ever. And oh, you mean when she's staying with them or something? Yes, and okay. they have been doing it against my wishes. So I think wow. my only sort of thing I can bring is respectfully ask them yet again to please, uh, you know, if they go into a store to not mask her and just say she's exempt and leave it at that. And ask um, them if they will go along with that. And ask them directly to please, um, to please accept that this is important and there's rationale and reason for it. Right. And, uh, but it's hard because their belief system is there's something floating through there that's going to kill them, right? They're, they're just actually taking care of her. To they're do trying that. to, but they're, it's warped, and they're doing the exact opposite. So I have to try to wow. really protect my daughter. Wow. And it's a very tough situation to, to be in, ultimately. Are you homeschooling her? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Good, good, because that's the biggest dangers to kids now. Some of them are doctors and schools. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and they're they'll go behind your back. They're terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, just like you're saying, they think they're helping. That's right. The do-gooders are the ones that are causing the most damage, and uh, that's going to be the hardest for them. Those ones who realize that's you mean later when they figure out that it wasn't really like you imagine. You think you're doing good, and you think you're helping people, and you're working so hard at it, and then. Yeah, and then, and then you come to a realization that you've maybe played a hand in their death or their destruction. Exactly, that's a very hard pill to swallow. Yeah, and there's going to yeah. be a lot of people going through that. Exactly. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the only the only remedy I can see is, you know, just fully acknowledge it and say, "I really didn't know," and yeah. I'm going to do all the good I can possibly do. Not that it makes it unimportant what happened but it's the best you can do in the present so all you can do you made a mistake you own it you apologize 
and you try to make amends. That's what we teach our children. They make a mistake, right? That's right. You don't keep beating yourself up for the rest of your life. That's right. But there'll be a lot of people who are going to need support mentally and emotionally. For Absolutely. That. Which means we need to work on ourselves and be strong enough to do that. Right? Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to keep you over time. And um, I would like to support what you're doing as much as we can. And so if you feel like it, when you get your new programs going and you want to tell people and it's available online and stuff like that, it'd be fun to you know, share that with you if you want to. Sounds great. Um, So hold on and we'll say goodbye in the break here. Okay, you guys, I hope you got a lot out of that. That was Dr. Amanda Vollmer from Canada. And her website is full of material that even before she starts the new stuff that she was talking about, um, I've gone through a lot of her stuff. She has many interesting videos on her site. And, you know, she was talking about how little we know about the things that have been changed. And so much of what we're told is not exactly true, to put it mildly. And she's got three interesting videos up near the top of the video list on her site under uh, yummy.doctor. That's the site URL. And then if you go to videos tab in the site, the first three or close to the first three up there are about hidden history. And they're really interesting. I had time to watch, I guess like one and a half or a little more of them. I would recommend them. They're really good. They ask more questions than they give answers. They're not really trying to give answers, but they bring up really fascinating stuff. Like what happened with the world's fairs in London and, and Philadelphia and Chicago and play, you know, they had these incredible buildings that they put up that look like they would have taken 10 years for some advanced consciousness crew and uh, architect to construct. And then they just tore them down right away. Most of them, it, it's not just health information that's being hidden. It's all kinds of stuff. And a lot of it is what our real history is. So those are interesting. And then she's got, um, other things on uh, the reality of viruses and why people get sick and um, home remedies for all kinds of different things. It's, it's The point is it's valuable material. And right now when we're overwhelmed with so much and we don't know what to look at, you know, because it's a priority issue, a lot of her stuff is very valuable. And apparently, as she said, she's about to put up uh, all kinds of new stuff, classes and Things that would be good to watch for. So stay in touch with their site, yummy, Y-U-M-M-Y dot doctor. Um, great site. And that way we'll be able to keep up to date with what she's doing. It should be super interesting and valuable. Um, I just appreciate any doctors or other people that are telling the truth when it's not an easy thing to do and they get all kinds of threats. And She's the kind of person we want to really give a lot of support and encouragement to. Other than that, um, stay in touch with us at lostartsradio.com, as always. And if we disappear from certain platforms, we'll be appearing on other ones. And we're on a a bunch of them right now, all of which have links. So if you go to uh, lostartsradio.com slash live, L-I-V-E, it'll show you how to get most of the platforms and shows and what's coming up and things like that. Um, help us share the links. That would be really nice of you if you want to do that. Cause we're up against a lot of shadow banning and 
other kinds of resistance and censorship. And if you have resources and you want to help us stay on the air and actually do some of the projects that have been on hold for years, we'd really appreciate that too. You can go to lostartsradio.com and then there's a donate button on that page. And there's also a subscribe star link that you can find. They both work fine. Um, And the main message as always is, Take care of and appreciate yourself. It's the most generous thing you can do for the world because as your physical health and your awareness of what's going on and your consciousness, which is self-awareness, get deeper, you can help make massive change to what's going on in the world. And that's really the reason we're taking the time to do any of this stuff is awareness of what's going on and for the purpose of how do you change it? And then implement it, do it. And I really literally think that you're the star of this movie. And it is a movie that the one they call real life, you know, that looks solid. It's not on a very deep level. It's a movie and you're holding the projector. And so the whole project is get in touch with that projector. Uh, It's a reason for getting your physical health back is it makes it a lot easier to do the inner consciousness work. And then if you want to go deeper into it and you're ready to do some serious work with consciousness itself as well as the forbidden health information, check out planetaryhealingclub.com. We'll meet you there live once a week and talk about subjects that are relevant to what we can do with our physical bodies to get them functioning normally or close to normally again and all kinds of things related to what's going on in the world and consciousness work. And it's live every week. Doug and I are there every time. And uh, we can talk about anything. It's a secure, non-censored environment. So I'm inviting you there if you want to come. Any questions, address them. Doug and I can both be reached on the website. And you can use the contact form or Doug at LostArtsRadio.com or Richard at LostArtsRadio.com. And we read all the comments and we'll answer as quickly as possible. So that's uh, the main message. And... Don't underestimate your own importance. It's massive. It's limitless. Unless you believe you're limited, so find those beliefs and delete them. All kinds of things are still possible. It's not too late. So thanks for being here. You're appreciated. And um, look forward to seeing you next time. Have a good night. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. 
Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on Big Tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.
introspection. 